Well, Joel, Stacy says you love to eat beaver. Uh, it's one of my favorite <laughs> midnight <laughs> snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna edit that out. I hope. No, no, that's it. no nope, that's, that's it. staying in. <laughs> that's probably gonna be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. We are here today with the entire crew. I'm your host, Joel, and I have with me the entire panel. All my co-hosts were with, with us today remotely. We are doing a little, uh, what do they call it? Uh, social distancing. Social distancing on the podcast here. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody. I've got the man, the bougie man himself, Chef Jeremy. How's it going? I've got always all across me on the computer screen. I got the tech master himself, Mix Master Matt Farr, our producer. Levels, levels. I had a better intro for you, and I practiced it on the toilet earlier, and uh, <laughs> it didn't come out the same. And then we also taking that poop when we're trying to organize everything. I, man, when I, 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 it's like a wildcat. It's good when it's good. ready to go. It's ready to go. Um, I mean, like that was nice, but I didn't appreciate you bringing the laptop in the bathroom with you. Like that was. <laughs> Listen, guys, we're all family here, right? We leave the door open. All right. Last but not least, the beautiful and talented Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So, guys, today on the Reload Podcast, we're going to be talking about something that all of you um, are experiencing right now, for the most part, in the world and in our nation. Um, we're going to be talking about quarantining. You know, we got uh, COVID nineteen has been running through our nation, running through the world. But what is it like? What does quarantine look like for us right now? I mean, it's different for us in different parts of the country. Um, and I wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, what it looks like for you. And maybe to also talk about some things about if you you are quarantined, um, maybe some ways we can help you out. Maybe whether it's food-wise, some tips and some tricks, some things you can do to uh, maximize your quarantine time. And some of the things that we're seeing locally in um, in y'all's areas and stuff like that, we've got some, yeah, some cool information. So I'll go ahead and tell you guys, uh, or, or ask you guys, what's uh, what's it looked like for y'all? I haven't, you know, talked to you guys, minus just on Instagram and whatnot, in a hard minute. What's it been like so far here? Because we're all here in Tennessee. What's your quarantine situation out like at home? I'll start. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm super blessed to work for a company that allows uh, both Julie and I to work from home. So uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. We've officially been uh, in doing the whole social distancing thing for a week and one day now. And I can say, I think we've only left the house just a, a handful of like maybe two or three times just when absolutely necessary. So it's been, it was like a lot of fun at first, you know, like the first two or three days, it was like, a new adventure and then it pretty quickly became like kind of miss my friends at work and yeah. <laughs> I, I miss like it was cool to have that like reclaim that commute time back and forth to the office but then I kind of miss that now like I miss that time to just sit and collect my thoughts on the way into work uh, and that quiet time almost to myself I don't know if you guys have experienced anything like that what about you Jeremy yeah um 
my wife and I are both kind of homebodies. So like, oh, you can't go out anymore. Like, okay, like we don't really go out anyway. <laughs> so it hasn't been that much different. Like, you know, I, I, I cook most nights of the week at home anyway. So like, that's still the same. You know, we like to stay home and hang out with our kids. That's still the same. It's only like in the little things, like my wife can't go to the gym anymore. Um, stuff like that, where it's really just kind of like on the fringes. And then when this whole thing started, my wife is, uh, she watches the news relentlessly. It's super annoying because it's horrible stuff. But Damn she's like, go out and buy this, go out and buy that. So we, we we kind of stocked up like last week. So I really hadn't had to leave the house for anything. So, you know, we'll get into it more later. But yeah, it's just a little stuff. So I can't really speak. Um, I'm not going to speak for Stacy because our situations, um, you know, us being married, they're actually a little bit different. So, you know, recently, like as of, as of this whole thing's been going on, life's kind of been somewhat the same you know i get up for work i go to work all that jazz i come home um i have been minimizing my time going other places Uh, i've been very strategic and if i have to go get something uh, about when and how i'm going to get that but recently uh you know the city we live in here in tennessee it they did a mandatory you know 14 day stay at home stay at home for um non-essential businesses they wanted all those to close and i had a hard time with my wrought iron company kind of uh weighing that in figuring out am i essential am i not essential and you know for us being a small business this is a big deal that i figured this out you know because if we are going to shut down for 14 days you know i got to make sure that my guys are taken care of i got to make sure that they're not going to go hungry i got dudes that are paycheck to paycheck and so we've assured our guys through this process that if we have to shut down um, that we will take care of you, um, but we can only that we only got one of these shots in us to make that happen. They it, don't know how long this is going to last, so it's like you can budget out so much. But if this is going to happen for weeks, months, well, it, it's the know, thing too. I didn't, such it, unknown. If the state shut us down for a couple of weeks and then the federal came in and shut us down for longer, our company could could possibly be in trouble. Anyways, all that being said, turns out that. Uh, my company is deemed essential because we aid in construction. Um, so that's part when you. So get- basically, quarantine life for him has not changed. He gets up, he goes to work, he comes home. The kids and I are home. But you know, at the same time, though, I don't like that. I wanted, I kind of wanted that time to like say, okay, we're gonna do our part. I'd rather be at home through this process with my family. But there's just, I gotta, you know, what are these avenues I have to I have to traverse to make sure I have to play play it smart in a sense, you know. You well, got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. But so well, obviously my job is essential. Well, for for one, I work at home and running reload, but my nursing job obviously is essential. So I still have to work. Um, but what has changed is my kids are home all day with me. All damn day. So, and I know our guest, we've got a guest on with us today. Um, speaking of being stuck at home with the kids, um, we have a special guest I wouldn't even call her a guest at this point. We've got our friend T on El Dente Diva. She is back. Uh, hello, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good. So you live in New Jersey, right, T? And I that, live in North Jersey. And anybody that's been following this jazz know that you are in a cesspool slash hotbed for the coronavirus. We really are, you guys. Like, I was like you guys at first when this is kind of fun for a little bit, and it is just an eerie feel in New Jersey right now, to say the least. It is an eerie feeling area to be in, and it's been like that for a little bit. Um, 
I live really close to the city. I mean, traffic, you know, could take me three hours to get there, but normally I'm like 20 minutes away from Manhattan. So um, when 9-11 happened, there was like, we were close, you know, like you could see the smoke from Hoboken, New Jersey when that happened and the whole community was together, flags outside, everyone smiling at each other. You know, you go out now, it's like the complete polar opposite of that. It's like, don't touch me. Don't come near me. Like people are opening the doors with their elbows. People have makeshift masks on. It is, it is nuts here right now. I heard it really is. I heard that the uh, national guard was deployed and no one in, no one out of New Jersey. Um, I, I didn't watch the news today because we have the kids here and I, you know, me and my husband kind of decided maybe we shouldn't have the news on all day because it's not really that great for them. So I've been listening to the news today. Um, but there has been the national guard in and out of my town. We've seen them rolling in and out and that's been for like a week now. So everyone is speculating, you know, there's texts every day that they're going to shut this down. They're going to shut that down. Everyone like head for the Hills, basically grab your belongings and get the hell out, like get the hell in the house. But um, I don't know if that's true or not. I can't say, but I know, you know, all of our schools are closed. We've been closed since the 13th. Daycares are closed. I mean, non-essential businesses have been closed. So plus we have the blue laws. I don't know if you guys have them by you, but it's like anything that sells any clothing. Like if you like sell like clothing, like all of our like malls and stuff are closed on Sundays. So they've implemented the blue laws now seven days a week. So like our malls are shut down. Like Ah. it's just everything is closed. You can get like groceries and like you said, construction, like. My son actually got sick. He had the stomach flu. Oh, geez. And um, we had to do a virtual doctor's appointment like we're doing now with my son because we weren't even allowed to go to the doctor's office. That's um, nuts. So, it's so what's so it? Go ahead. Wild. No, it's just nuts. Like going to the grocery store, you know, like I'm trying to leave as minimal as possible, but I live in such a small town. It's here in my town. Like it's here in my town. It's <laughs> all of our, all of our um, colleges have been shut down and they're now turned into like um, COVID-19 testing sites. And let's just say they open at like 8 a.m. They're literally closing at like 11 a.m. Because the lines are, has thousands and thousands of cars. <sighs> and now it's getting to the point where like it, it was kind of, I hate to say fun, but it was a little bit sense of like adventure when it first happened. Like, all right, we're going to be inside now. And now recently the past couple of days, it's getting a little bit more real because people are saying, you know, this person, this person has it. Remember this person, that person has it. So now we're starting to hear friends and family and neighbors and people that actually have it. So that always, you know, is a little bit scary too. Plus our hospitals, Holy Name Hospital, which is a couple of towns away from me, is completely loaded. I mean, they have tents outside of their facilities now, bracing themselves for like a huge impact. They say they only have a couple more days left of supplies. And the, the interesting thing is that most of the patients in these hospitals are between the ages of 28 and 48. And a lot of them have passed away. I know that I think the director of the hospital passed away That's from this. Like scary. It's really scary. And I just want to say, Stacey, thank you so much for being a nurse and thank for you. doing what you're doing. And to all the nurses that are out there and the doctors and stuff, it's really is like such a huge service you guys are doing. And I'm sure no one expected you'd be doing this to this level. But mm-hmm. thank you for yeah. doing, for being, for being you. And I speak for all the nurses. That's, it's, it's awesome to hear that too, because, you know, a lot of nurses are getting flack right now, um, yeah. you know, being treated like they're the sickly and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but you know, um, when, when you say like a lot of these people, you're hearing like this person has it, that person has it. Are you hearing like, is there a good recovery rate going on? Are you hearing the recovery stories or are they only s- like sending out the doom and glooms? No, I've, I'm hearing both. Like I, um, I heard recently of a friend of a friend, like it's a lot of those stories, you know, like my friend of a friend has it, but um, basically just like describing it, like they got tested, they got tested positive, but just like what it feels like, 
like an absolutely horrible, horrible flu. Um, a lot of Facebook shares of people too in our area that have had it, horrible flu, can't breathe, horrible chest pains, feeling like you have, like you're underwater. Um, awful headaches that go with it too. Um, and these are seemingly super healthy young people um, that you would think would just brush this thing off. So that makes me even more nervous. Um, Cause basically the talk around here is, I don't know what it's like by you guys, but like even like doctors are like telling patients, like my friends that have been going to the doctors, like everyone here is going to get it. Like everyone's going to get it. Like you can't not get it. It just, can you survive it? And that's scary. It is. And, but we just all can't get it at once. Like from a healthcare standpoint, I'm, I'm totally petrified if everybody gets it at once. Like I am all for this stay at home stuff. Um, It's actually brought me quite peace when I heard that we were doing the stay at home order here in town because I thought, okay, well, anything that's going to slow the, you know, the mass amount of people that we're going to get hit with. I mean, when they're talking, hey, you might get called into working into um, being a nurse in a parking garage or a hotel or, you know, it's hard as it is when you work in a hospital and you get floated to another unit and you don't know where everything is. You don't know your coworkers. You don't know the type of um, demographic of patients you're taking with pre-existing conditions and stuff. To think about getting thrown into like a almost like war zone type, war. Um, you know, where like how, how do they go when they're doing these makeshift hospitals and stuff? How are they going about like charting and like computer systems and... Uh, you know, pharmacies and getting the drugs that you need. Like, I just, I can't imagine it getting to that point. So that freaks me out. Well, they say the worst part of New Jersey, and you guys seem to be like a little bit behind us in like that way, but we, um, they say the word in New Jersey, it's not even going to get bad for until three weeks from now. So like three weeks from now, like they said, the hospitals are running out of equipment basically this week, but we don't expect to get like the big kaboom of it until three weeks from now. So that's scary too. But I've been a stay at home mom for six years. So I've been quarantined. You know, I've been training for this my whole life. basically. <laughs> so staying at home, I'm not worried about staying at home. Well, I don't care. The kids can get bored. It's fine. It's just getting it. I don't want to get it. No one wants to get it. Well, yeah. t- tell me about that. Tell me about your quarantine process. Like what have you been, what's, what are some things you've been doing? You've been doing anything different with your kids? Um, I know you, Uh, especially since they're out of, you know, your eldest is out of school. So obviously like me personally, you would, I would feel like I would have to supplement something that he's missing, you know, right now I'm taking a different approach and I know, I hope some of the teachers there aren't listening, but they gave us like a list, like his language is very limited. So first of all, like people are complaining, like I'm at home with the kids. I'm like, until you are home with the special needs kids, I don't want to hear shit from you because that, this is like a whole different level now (laughs) being at home with the kids. It's not just you know, throw on the iPad and whatever. Yeah, you're but throwing off his routine. Yeah, I'm throwing off his routine, but, you know, he's very limited in speech. So the teachers have been awesome. They've been emailing, like, every day of little, like, things to do. But pretty much I'm just making sure, like, asking him his questions. Hey, what's your name? You know, how are you? How old are you? Where do you live? You know, I'm, like, brushing up on his, like, basics that he knows. But for the most part, and I, I'm not saying that parents should do that. This is just how I'm parenting through this. Keep the kids happy. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, if you're going to stress your kid out by doing multiplication tables, like, chill the fuck out. It's not yes. that big of a deal. Like, this is like a, a, like, global pandemic. Like, you don't need to be reading, like, chapters through a book and stuff if it's really going to, like, keep your kids happy, enjoy the time, enjoy the family time, and kind of just, like, do what you got to do to survive. You know, if you're going to have to be home, you don't want the kids to be miserable either. If they're in the mood for it and you want to do, like, basic stuff, doing the alphabet, you know, learning in a different way, maybe that's not, because none of us, I mean... I'm not me. I'm not a teacher, let alone a special needs teacher. So 
I think that pissing my son off, especially, can do more harm than good at this at this point right now. So instead of throwing the whole household off and having him be in a bad mood and throwing tantrum because autism tantrums are like not cute. It's not like a normal thing. They like last a long time and they're really severe. So if I'm like doing schoolwork with him and he's into it, I'll keep doing it. If he seems like he's getting pissed off and testy, I'm like, all right, we're going to take a break now. Let's go in the basement and play with some toys. And I just, I just call it. I call it a day. Can I do? I don't think there needs to be any pressure to that. I mean, um, you know, I saw one of my friends who's a nurse put on Facebook today. Like, you know, I see everybody out there that's, you know, being the typical, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to be like the greatest homeschool mom. And she was like, my kids are playing video games and they're on their tablets and they're watching movies and eating snacks all day. And she said, and I'm not going to feel ashamed about it. You know, my kids, they've been loving like right, doing a couple of the projects and stuff, but... I'm not going to put too much pressure on it because let's be honest, this is something that hasn't happened in any of our lifetimes in our parents' lifetimes at all. So, you know, let's, let's take, take it back a notch and like be simpler about that. Totally. Can I tell you something cool though, that my town is doing, which would be cool if anyone's out here listening and you, you're like, want to tell your town to do it. People, you know, there's a lot of people, first of all, the roads are pretty much dead unless people are going like to the grocery stores, but you know what, want to know what's really cute. People are hiding teddy bears in their windows or on their lawns somewhere. So when you take the kids out for a walk, kids can have like a teddy bear hunt. So you're walking, you know, you're, yeah, you're like passing like streets and whatever. And you see different bears in like different people's windows or, and people are writing in chalk little messages outside. And I think, you know, Elf on the Shelf was a great idea. Why don't, like I'm, I told my husband, we should take Woody, his little Woody doll and hide it around the house every day and let them go for a scavenger hunt around the house. That's a fun little thing to do. Not the Elf, uh, (laughs) actual Woody doll. (laughs) Why no. do you hate? No. <laughs> we do we do Elf on the Shelf, but I hate it. So that I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start hiding little things or like putting things. Today we did a obstacle course in the house. Um, you know, like stupid, just like stupid stuff. But the kids, I have to say, have been like really, 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 really great. Like they've been really, really great. That's so amazing. having everyone in the house has been a great experience so far. So far, I mean, Good. but they've been great. So I can't really complain about that. It's just really like a sick, like my father's and has diabetes and he's been upstate at my upstate house. I don't know when I want to see him again. Like that sucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. that does suck. So here, I got a question for you guys, all of you. Have you all found that you are partaking more in alcoholic beverages now that you're quarantined? I don't. Only when you guys keep challenging me on uh, Instagram <laughs> stories. <laughs> Jeremy, I had dude. A few drinks the other night. God, gosh, that's, man. That's, that's Jeremy was drinking so Captain fast. Morgan out of a gravy boat. That, that escalated so fast, but that was entertaining. That was cute the way that you did it. I liked that a lot. I really yeah, I figured, why not have some fun with it? Jeremy, well, I, I come from a big family of drinkers anyway, so we drink all the time. Yeah. Like, but yes, now especially. Jeremy, I didn't think when you said, when you like, when in your stories and you were like lining up 10 shots. And you were showing all the different like crazy vessels. I was like, he's not really gonna do it. But then, <laughs> then you did <laughs> ten freaking shots of Captain Morgan. I mean, my stomach was hurting watching you do it. So not to be like that guy, but like I have a pretty high tolerance for alcohol. So I was a little buzzed after that, but like it wasn't too much. Like, but I don't really drink that much. Like I'm a social drinker. Like when we get together, I'll drink and stuff. But like sitting at home drinking by myself is like so boring. That's so, so fun like, for yeah. me. you don't drink by yourself really not really you got me i'll say this (laughs) yeah um well no i'll get into that in a little bit about (laughs) my panic buying my panic buying besides drink and eat everyone's gonna be fat after this i mean it's just that's it i know it's you have two ways that you can go you're either gonna go the self-care route everyone's gonna look phenomenal when they leave 
like get out, finally get out of the house or the other people that haven't put on a bra or sweat or jeans in the past three weeks <laughs> and it's a freaking disaster at your house. So it's either one or the other. There's like really no normalcy. I feel like everyone's just like split, you know? Yeah. Now, I've been using this opportunity to, like, do things I've never done before, like, cooking-wise. And so I've been like, I have this time. So anything I've ever wanted to do and just been like, oh, I don't have the time to do it, I've, like, made myself do it. And so I've, like, done a lot of stuff that I've never done before, which has been really fun. Yeah, like, um, so through all the panic buying and everything, Jeremy happened to be at Walmart and found a couple cases of Topo Chico and picked some up for us. And prior Mm. to, I mean, we were social distancing, but, like, prior to the stay-at-home order... I ran by um, Jeremy and Natalia's house to pick up our topos. And what do you know? Perfect timing. Fresh croissants had just came out of the oven. Croissant. 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 A croissant. Croissant is what comes in the Pillsbury tube. Yeah, no, this was a homemade. homemade That's the difference between Jeremy and I. I use the canned shit, and he's like at home rolling out dough by hand. Well, I would never just eat like a croissant by itself, but it it was like buttery and still glazy, and it was still warm. And I had my nephew and my two sons in the car, so ran in there, got my topos. He's like, "Hey, you want a croissant too?" And I said, "Sure." Put it in the car, and I had three animals in the back. Give me, I want that. I got one with that croissant, and I'm thinking, no, like this. I would normally share. I would give them whatever. This is a homemade she first batch. Of course, I did. I I gave. I like plucked off pieces and handed them back to the animals, and uh, yeah, it was amazing. So I appreciate that. Huh? How many out of ten did they give it? They gave it a trillion. A Aww. trillion out of ten. A trillion out of ten. <laughs> I, get, new I get possessive with with sharing food too. That's good. Like when my kids and even my husband. My husband likes steak like more like on the well done side. So when I get a grip, someone like. If I'm fortunate enough to like have someone send me a really nice steak, I'm like, uh, I yeah, really don't here. know if I want to be sharing this because I know how I'm going to eat it. But like, do I really want to cook the hell out of this thing for the kids? I'm like, I don't know if you guys are going to like this. I don't know. It's it's not doesn't really taste that good. Don't waste so I get it on that. Now, T, we're not going to let you steamroll over that. You just said your husband likes a well done steak. He he's now medium well. Because of all the years of like actual battery that I've been like, what is happening to you? He's he's tried, but like if he if I if like he had it his way, it would be well done. He, How long now, does, does he, he eat it with ketchup or? Nobody eats his hot dogs with ketchup, and every time I put it up and I'll do a hot dog with ketchup, people always roast me for it, and I'm like, hey, you know, mustard. Okay, what can you do? What's wrong yeah. with a hot dog with ketchup? Everything, because yeah. that's what children eat. <laughs> No, we just eat. So I'm such like a food person. Like he could not eat for like a whole day. I'm like, when was the last time you ate? He's like, oh, I think I had breakfast. Um, we're just different like that. Like I eat all the time. No, I love food. No, wait a minute. What do you like, eat on a hot dog? Well, I usually just do mustard and sauerkraut if I can. Like, but sometimes I don't have the sauerkraut. So just mustard. But that's like the way you're supposed to eat it. I mean, I'll Hold eat on, it no. with all different kinds. Hold on. Matt is our resident um, hot dog expert. Does he have ketchup on his? Come on, Far. Usually, usually yes. I usually okay. do ketchup and mustard both. Uh, now, that's like a lacto-fermented ketchup that you made yourself, right? <laughs> uh, it's usually Heinz. Well, you guys okay. smoke the red hot dogs, right? Oh, we love some no, red. No, well, you know, my family's well. from New York. That's all. That's the only hot dogs that my parents usually will get. And, you know, they'll, when my family comes down to visit, we have a big family up in New York and Anytime someone's coming, they're bringing some Brett's, uh, any of our like New York brands that they're we really like, like the hot dog. They're like one of the most recognized hot dog brands in the world. But our fr- we're actually very good family friends with them. I'm friends with the daughter 
my parents are friends together and our grandparents were to get friends and my our grandfather well my friend's grandfather is the one who invented like sabret and he's the owner of it and he says you're just supposed to eat it plain anything that you put on top of it is like a wrong way to eat the hot dog so i try to eat it like the way that he wants me to eat it. <laughs> so I try to do it very minimally. But sometimes, of course, with the food page, you know, I do like the crescent rolls around there and do like stuff, try to like do like fun things with it. But from the hot dog man himself, he says bear's better. Just saying, if anyone cares. But see, That's a Jeremy type hot no, dog. But see, see yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bougie man, he's got all this 100%. criticism, but he's never even tasted ketchup in his whole damn life. You've never had ketchup? Well, let's not talk about that. But like, if you have <laughs> wait a minute, a hot wait a dog on like a homemade brioche bun, like, do you need anything else? Like, no, no. But that's really the right way to eat it. But hold up, you can't just say that. <laughs> How have you not had ketchup? It's like, oh, if you're gonna real? try to plaster over your husband eating a well done steak, then I could ignore you. <laughs> ketchup. Yeah, so, but I got called yeah. out. I got reeled back to it. So I gave an answer. You, I need an answer. He hasn't had a <laughs> fast food hamburger. Up. My God, this is a whole nother podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned this before. Obviously, you don't listen to our podcast. So thanks for oh, oh. Yes. Um, well, you know which one I did listen to? Here. The podcast I did listen to was the one where all of you guys were talking about going to the store and how easy breezy this whole, I think everyone was coronavirus because now it's changed. Everyone's COVID-19 it now. And before when it was like just starting, everyone was saying coronavirus. Yeah. I listened to your coronavirus podcast and everyone here seem to be very cool and casual about it. And now here we are back again talking about it. No, it's freaking Armageddon. But I'm still pretty cool and casual about it. Like last <laughs> night I watched the movie Outbreak and then Red Dawn right afterwards. And like, I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed, have you noticed how many of these like end of the world movies have been coming on? Like all these pandemic and like it's apocalypse movies. They're on all the time now. Well, Jeremy told cool. us that he went to Costco and they were limiting the amount of people that were going in. And he said he coughed a few times and they let him right in. Yeah, everyone wow. just left. I mean, it was nice. No. <laughs> no. I didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I, also, I also heard that podcast. He's like, oh, I don't really shop that much. Just, you know, hit up Costco two to three times a week. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's it. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. He's the shopper. Well, speaking of that, what do, uh, let's get into, let's, we're talking about shopping. What are the stores looking like? Um, like, what are your? Sto- I went to a store today, actually, Talk to and me. I couldn't even get in. I um, I had to run by Home Depot to grab some stuff for work, and it wasn't like essential, but I was passing by, so I w- pulled in. They had the construction entrance shut down, so you can only go in like the main people entrance. And um, they had a line outside, and they had it blocked off and everything. They were letting like one person in, one person out, wow. and limiting the amount of people who could go inside at one time. Wow! And I was like, I'm not standing in that line you know, right next to a bunch of other people waiting to get in for 20 minutes. I was like, that's not worth it. So I just, I just left. I have to go tomorrow and I'm dreading it. What do you have to go for? I have to go because, you know, my son with the autism, they're like so limited. Like his food list is so short anyway. So like he eats like maybe like a 20 things that I have to keep like switching up at all times. And I'm out of cheese and I have bread in the freezer, but I need to get cheese because he eats grilled cheese and I have no eggs. I'm out of eggs too. So I'm not looking forward to going that. But for weeks at our grocery store, I mean, I saw, I wish I had it filmed because sometimes I usually have my camera out, like, or my phone out to like take videos or something. Cause like weird shit happens at the grocery store. And I always like, I'm on my stories about it, but the toilet paper, paper towels, I mean, that's been cleared out for a long time. And I saw the managers opening up a huge box of toilet paper to fill like, um, to fill the shelves and people attacked this box. Like you would have thought 
It was a COVID-19 <laughs> antidote. People were running, <laughs> running towards this thing, grabbing them out, throwing them behind them. Clean like It assholes. was insane. I want to asshole. And it's, there's like um, a <laughs> uh, piece of paper that say on there, like, you know, in so many words, like, don't be a dick, just take one. Because yeah. people are taking like a million things. And it's like eggs, Clorox, I mean, you can't get anything like that. The bread was completely, you couldn't get chicken. Chicken was the whole no. entire meat aisle. And you're only allowed one protein. You can only grab one protein. One protein? Like, you can't get... Yeah, like you can't get like um, hamburgers and ground beef and steak. Like you got to like, what do you want? Like pick one. Oh, wow. And you know what? Okay, so for, uh, for one, you said you need to go get eggs. eggs Sorry. Eggs. <laughs> eggs. He makes fun of the way I say eggs. We can't find those around here. Like I know, Jeremy, I know you've said that you have, but like most of the stores that we've hit up, we have, there's no eggs. I got them at Costco the other day. They, were, they sell them like 24 packs there. And so um, you can only get one. But I grabbed one when I was there last week. So, well, I'm not, you know, TikTok, I have quite a, a lot of followers on there. And I've been um, posting like breakfast stuff because that's like easy for me to make. And I want to keep up with social media because I feel like there's so many people online right now. So I'm trying to kind of be like, all right, I'm going to capitalize on this like a little bit and make sure that I keep posting and pushing on, in that area. But I feel so bad. Like, you like sometimes don't really realize like I posted that Turkey club and like people were like writing, they're like, where did you get bread? Like you're going to waste three. First of all, it was a re it was an old video anyway. Like you're using three pieces of bread for one sandwich. Like judged. how dare you? Like the like, yeah. And I was like, Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's, or, like, the that's ridiculous. Like, you can't get eggs. I know, but you, they're kids too. And they don't realize like they're, they're probably, that's a much younger platform. And that's what I feel bad for their home. And like, they're relying on everything for their parents. So, like, you know, they're, they're, they're different. They're just, they're not thinking about long-term like scary stuff. Well, they're three like, pieces of bread. Don't have I know three pieces of bread on that sandwich is going to fill you up more. I mean, like, if I had a club sandwich of the caliber that you mm. made, Joel and I would split that. So you can judge me all you want for freaking three pieces of bread. I know. But it's going to feed two people. People are crazy. But it opens your mind, like, up to, like, what people have and what they don't. And then yeah. that's, that's bad to me. I feel bad. I went know? shopping last Friday um, for, like, I guess, like, milk and cheese. Because he's already out. Like, I've been staying home with the kids and just going to work. Um, just trying to stay as healthy as possible, but when he's so, out, he's going to the store now. I left. I left work, and thank God, a monsoon came in through Knoxville last Friday because um, as soon as I, as, right when I was getting to the store, it was just piss pouring rain, and I actually went mm -hmm. in, and there wasn't a lot of people in there. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, ah, oh, thank God, I, like major social distancing. But I mean, I have never in my life been to a grocery store and seen you know like like we were talking about no meat in in any yeah, of the nothing. cases i mean like very sparse like you know like little select cuts or something like that and then um i got nervous because i saw a bunch of people at the milk place and i'm like ah. I kept, so have you ever seen like on survivor where they blindfold people and like somebody's like the caller and they're trying to call the person that's blindfolded <laughs> yeah. to do stuff well that was me on the phone with joel in his headpiece i'm like okay so then you're gonna leave aisle one and you're gonna look to look to the back of the store and then off to the left you're gonna see this so i'm a fish out of water man i i don't uh, she does all of our shopping, so like so I, I was like directing him everywhere to go, and he just kept saying, "I need to, the the milk is at the end of the store." Like that was going to be the last thing, mm -hmm. and he just kept saying, "I need to go get the milk. I need to go. I feel like I need to go." And I said, "Well, you're going to get off. You're going to get off course." Like, yeah, she has. She, she's got so that that's how I do the list for my husband too. I have to do them by aisle. I'm like, right when you walk in, go straight, and then go. You know, like this is yes. where, and you're gonna look high. And I send pictures. I send pictures too. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Just yeah. get what I am asking for. So he totally derailed that. me by send by going all the way to the milk section. I got the damn milk though. 
He did get the milk. We go through about a gallon of milk with my two boys and him. Mm. We go through a gallon at least every two days. So I told him, I said, get four gallons of milk because we're going to try to make it last a week. Well, the expiration date on the milk was April April 6th. So I had like three weeks on the expiration and I said, get four gallons, which they wouldn't let him do. And we had our de- our uh, our nephew over here, and he is like a eats like a freaking wilderbeast. He's eight years old, and he's got a, a bigger size shoe than than me. And Aww. so I was like, our provisions. I just saw them like wasting away. I'm serious. They were like, <laughs> I mean, just like I panicked and bought a literally a holiday ham last time I was out. There was like no meat in a ham, so I'm making like a full blown like Christmas ham this week, like for no reason. Just because I'm like, <laughs> no, actually, can I? Go ahead. Can I just say something about panic buying? Because I just want to say, I keep seeing people shitting on people for panic buying. Okay. And if you are a person that has um, like four huge things of toilet paper, then you're an asshole. Let's just get that out of the, get that out there. But I feel like I could be considered a panic buyer and I think I might be, but I need to defend myself because I'm not a jerk and I don't, I'm not thinking about other people. I just don't want to go to the grocery store a million times. So I want to go once. And I want to get everything that I'm going to need for like literally like three weeks. And it's not that I'm trying to like be selfish or hoard things or like I'm counting like how many hand sanitizers I have. And like, you know, I'm like putting my bread together, like, you know, pumped about it. I'm just trying to get what I need. That's it. Well, then it sounds like you're not a hoarder. And not have to go back and not have to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the hoarding category is when... um, so, like, I've always been one that I like to have a backup of something. So, like, if I buy a body wash, I want to have one or two body washes backup. Like, I've always just been like that. So, I feel like if you were already prepping beforehand and you already had that. But I think if in a time of crisis you go out and say, okay, I'm going to go buy 120 rolls of toilet paper, that's that's ridiculous and that's taking away from others. But I think that if you're just one that's like, okay, well, I want to have a backup 30-pack um, in my house – that I, to me, I don't feel like that's hoarding. No, I feel I, like there's a big difference, and I feel like people that don't have stuff now are all pissed off at the people that do have stuff. But I've been preparing for this. Like I went upstate literally three weeks. It's almost been a month ago. I went upstate with my girlfriends. I don't know if you guys like. I, I know yeah. you guys did, but um, and we had five girls with us, and two of us, I was one included. Me and another girl were like, I think this is going to be serious. It was the first time the president got on to talk about it. And we watched it all together. My other girlfriends were like, you guys are so stupid. Like, the flu kills more people. Like, this is ridiculous. Everything's going to be fine. Kind of like, yeah, like me on our first podcast. <laughs> but I just kept saying, this hasn't hit yet. We can't study yeah. numbers of something that's not been here yet. My son's school wasn't even closed yet. So, like, two of us were like, I think when we get home, you guys should start going shopping and get a few things just to be safe. You know, just, like, be careful because who knows what could happen. And um, the other girls were like, totally took it as a joke and thought it was no big deal. And like, I told them I was going to be on here. I'm like, I'm going to bring you girls up because you uh-huh. girls thought this bullshit. And now here we are. Everyone's kids are at home. Everyone's freaking the hell out. And it actually is a really big deal. And my question is, do, are they like in a panic to try to find eggs and meat and hand sanitizers and stuff because they didn't prepare? Well, my one girlfriend, I was like, you really underestimated because I just got to give it to her a little bit. I'm like, you really underestimated this, you know? And she's like, no, I know I admitted that. And I think that um, I think that everyone's a little bit overwhelmed getting, getting everything. But I did tell my close friends, like maybe two weeks ago, I'm like, go to the store and get children's Motrin, Tylenol, and children's, um, children's Tylenol. Because if God forbid something happens, and I know people that kids have gotten sick, 
that they can't find medicine. And on Facebook, there's like a New Jersey group of like all moms that are, are like helping each other get medicine for their kids because you can't get it. Now, T, it sounds like you're pretty salty over this. Do you want to call out your friend by name and I mean like her Instagram <laughs> handle so we can Jill, all go Megan, and, uh... Kathy, and <laughs> <laughs> actually sorry. Did you guys Well Is not not Katie, but the rest of you guys all fucked up. I just want to <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny that you say that about the medicine though, because like before this was this was just like a thing that we were like talking about in like China. And I told Joel, I said, you know, there was talks about it getting here. None of this was like even popular. This was before we did our podcast. And I went out and I bought two bottles um, of liquid ibuprofen for the kids and two bottles of liquid. Well, no, I hadn't gotten the Tylenol yet. But I told him, I said, you know, if I said, I feel like I'm, I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but the prepper in me said, I want to get these medicines because if we get sick and we're stuck at home, I don't want to send you out five different case, stores looking for it that's and, how i feel like too i don't want to have to go out if i don't have to go out so i'm just trying to get everything like i told you my father has diabetes but my brother-in-law um has a really really rare genetic disorder and he's on a ventilator as it is um he has dialysis that he has to go to the dialysis center and um someone at the dialysis center um tested positive for it um they're all you know taking the necessary precautions and stuff like that but if he gets it he's in a lot of trouble so we have a lot of people that are um uh their health is compromised here that we really, really are really nervous about just, you know, keeping them healthy and keeping them safe and trying to, so my mother-in-law wound up having to buy because insurance, you know, they only give you a certain amount of medicine. She wound up having to pay out of pocket uh, quite a bit of money to make sure that he had his, had his medicine just because number one, what if shit hits the fan? You can't get it just for whatever reason. And two, what if shit also hits the fan and you don't want to go into CVS and and get your prescriptions filled because you're scared that you're going to get this disease. This is like living a literally living a movie every morning I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck is happening in life? I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So speaking of prepping, speaking of being prepared, I want to get into the actual like prepping of it of this you know uh stacy uh out when she started acting like this and i thought this thing was not a big deal um i was more indulging what she wanted to do i figured it was better just to let her buy the shit than to uh argue with her about not buying argue it with the wife so and yeah. backstory joel's always been like that prepper mentality like he would watch doomsday prepper and say yeah you know we probably should like be ready for stuff like that but we've never really pulled the trigger like hardcore on doing that but from my nursing standpoint, I said, well, we just need to have, in case we have to stay at home and we don't want to go out because we don't want access to be to being ill. And then, so I was like, little by little, buying things here, buying things there. And he was like, all for it. But then eventually was kind of like, okay, well, you well, know, you know I think we can pump the brakes on it and... Well, no, I thought yeah. I, I thought I, I was just indulging your spending on this. Like, I, I literally thought this was like going to be like, like we did in the first podcast, like, just some silly thing like they always talk about because we had Ebola and SARS and and we've your had first a, podcast. I was already in panic mode and I had put up all that those those questions and Stacy was like, "Oh, you should have been on our podcast because I was asking my followers like, are you guys taking this serious? Are you not? And I'm going to redo that poll and see what everyone says because people were like, Pah, forget it.' And then I heard you guys you. and I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" So, anyways, I'm, I'm glad she I'm glad she pulled the trigger on that stuff because you know when we got time to really get down to the nitty gritty and get after it. None of that crap was there anymore. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was, I gave her a big pat on the back, but, um, 
in this time of prepping, you know, okay, we know a lot of people, uh, they didn't pull the trigger. They didn't get out there and get stuff. So they have a lot of panic buying, a lot of like scrambling and trying to scratch up some food or scratch up some medicines and things like that. But for me, or I'm going to ask UT, ask Matt, Jeremy, is there anything you guys are doing that's like to try to stretch some food, like try to ration? And has your mentality changed like about food wastes? Uh, So for us, like we used to struggle to eat leftovers before. And I know that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but uh, like I work uh, in downtown Chattanooga. So I like to try to get away from the office for lunch. Yeah. And it's tough to do that if you're just like eating at your desk. Right. So we would throw leftovers away more often than I really care to admit. And for the last week or so, that hasn't happened at all. Like our garbage even has surprisingly gone way down. Uh, considering especially the fact that we've been stuck at home for the last week. So like we're, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, or, you know, if it's something, I don't know, it's our food is stretching further uh, regardless of whether or not that was something we did intentionally. So for us on, on our end, we are, uh, you know, we're trying to make more meals that are catered to the children um with what we have because we would our kids would waste a lot of food you know we our mentality was you're at least going to try it if you don't like it you don't have to eat it because we would we would try all these different meals because we want to expand their palates and we want them to do eat more than just nugs and mac and cheese but right now with the way things are we're trying to make meals that are more catered to them and we're also we've also been like so our kids have when they've been when they're at home, they want to get snacks. They'll get a snack, you know that kind of stuff. And we're also actually limiting like snacks to the point of we want to make sure your ass is hungry at dinner time. At dinner time, and that is actually mm-hmm. working for us because eating the whole dinner. They're they're starving by dinner time, and they're, they're starving. They're, they're Ethiopians. <laughs> no, eating freaking Oreos and. <laughs> But no, no, but no, they're they're hungry by then because like a lot of time my kids would come up and they're like they're they, hungry. They, they eat as <laughs> a hungry and they only wait up. Okay, anyways, but because <laughs> <laughs> he's what is it? Uh, <laughs> let's just not go into it. But, but the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money because his dad is <laughs> gone. Daddy's gone. <laughs> oh, sorry. But so we uh Later. no, they're hungry. But but I was like, I'm hungry. I can't hungry. Say, say hungry. <laughs> <laughs> hungry. Oh, you're hungry. Saying, you know, wait, listen. That to ourselves too. There's yeah. hungry kids, kids. Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> yeah. There's hungry, and then there's hungry. They can't. They're chained to the radiator right now. <laughs> <laughs> so no, they. Uh, but they're they're ready to eat. So what they're actually eating, they're d- more of their dinner. Going. Mm, this is so good because they're actually their stomachs are have room for food in them actually. So, and I feel like such a brat by saying this or like first world problems, but I mean, this is reality for us here in America, but like we had burgers the other day. And so we had some buns left over and usually I would try to use them up, but if we didn't, no big deal. And right now, you know, like today I catered whatever we were having for dinner to utilize those buns so that they wouldn't go to waste or, you know, Saturday morning, Joel made pancakes for everybody and we had some leftover pancakes a lot of times my kids will eat frozen waffles or frozen pancakes so i took the leftover pancakes and they ate those you know sunday and monday for breakfast where normally like if we're making fresh pancakes i would just fed them to the dog or or toss them but instead you know i put them in a container and just heated them up for them so i feel like we're attempting to stretch food out a little more Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, and one tip that I have, and Jeremy, I know you have a tip as well. Um, it's something you did the other day about take it, um, when you buy food, how to make that go a long way. And one thing we did the other day at dinner is we made one pork chop. All right. And we, you know, we seasoned it up. We did our thing. We, and then we cut it up. You know, we gave the kids little, little pieces cause they don't eat a whole lot. We took the remainder of the pork chop, which normally wouldn't be enough for me and Stacy. We made a salad and then we, um, put, we cooked up some rice and we put the pork in with the rice and just kind of made like a little rice bowl out of it. And we took something that we got, you know, that go, rice goes a long way. So we took that and mixed it with the protein and it went a lot further than if we were to just eat Make two, three pork chops, three pork chops for the whole family. I thought you were going like a completely different direction with that. I would like anyway, to know the direction you thought. Rice is great though. Yeah. <laughs> that, he said rice he said rice is great though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about like uh, food savoring stuff because I do that a lot. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, like over the weekend, I cooked a um, a pork or two pork butts. Um, we ate that night and then lunch the next day on that on on it. And then I froze. Um, I got three two pound bags of finished pork uh, pulled pork that I'm going to sous vide later. So there's three meals there. And then um, oh, and then I made a bunch of um, beef jerky also uh, out of eye of round. And then I vac sealed some of it. And then some of it we're eating on now and stuff. So, but didn't future. you buy, didn't you buy well. Uh... What'd you buy? A top sirloin or a chuck roast? A chuck roast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So um I went to Costco. Of course, all the burger meat, all the chicken completely sold out because that's what people are comfortable cooking. So they just grab that off the shelf first. And but they did have a ton of chuck roast. So I grabbed a chuck roast and I got some of that so I can grind it up and make my own burger meat. And so I divided that up into bags. And then whenever we want to have burger, I can just grab out one of those oh. bags of pre-portioned bur- uh, chuck roast and then grind it up and have burgers. It's so it's so great that you have such amazing friends that got you a, a meat grinder. I never actually wow. mentioned that. You brought that up. So <laughs> go ahead and uh, wow. pat yourself on the back there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> It was just my birthday, and uh, Joel and Stacey did get me a meat grinder for it, so excited to put that to use. What's up, Dave? Oh, that's awesome. Um, I was just going to say, I grew up um, in a house, and I didn't like it at the time, but, you know, as I got older, I did, but my, you know, we did the Nazrovia toast in the beginning, but I grew up with a Russian immigrant mother. She was born in, she's Russian, but she was born in Jordan, had a hell of a freaking journey to get to the United States. So when I grew up, like, we did not waste food. It was not even a freaking question. My mother would have like, you know, lunch me in the fridge for like two weeks. Like, well, I'm not getting more unless you guys eat this. So I'm like the queen of leftovers. I can re reinvent and like make anything out of anything. But I don't think bread is really um, people are having a trouble with bread. But if you do find yourself with some bread that you don't know what to do where it is stale, you know, like past the point where you're just like shit, you could always throw that in your food processor, throw some seasonings in there and boom, you have breadcrumbs. Yeah. Perfect. Or you could always cut them up, toss them in a little olive oil, and you have croutons for your salad. But there's a lot of things that you could do. Um, egg, egg roll wrappers are great, too. You know, throw whatever you have in an egg roll wrapper, fry that thing up, and, like, <laughs> kids love that stuff. Uh-huh. Anything that's fried, pretty much they're going to eat. I'm with but you. wasting food in my house hasn't really been ever an issue. We eat everything. Like, even the ham that I got that I was talking about, I already told my husband, I'm like, we're making pea soup with the bone. Like, I'm not yeah. letting that go to waste. Heck, yeah, pea. It's not happening, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I grew up the same way, and and that's something that we've always done mm-hmm. as well. Is we eat our leftovers and we try to utilize. But I've really tried to stretch it even thin. Like we yeah. got some old bananas 
I'm going to make some banana bread with it. Um, Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then Joel, you know, through his scouring at the supermarket the other day, he found something that we would never buy, but like he found some smaller spiraled hams that were marked down. Like the quarters that were marked down, they were already sliced, but they were sliced thick. And so it was like deli meat. So we've been making ham sandwiches. He bought two of them. And I just freezer, I vacuum sealed um, little, like three different packs of um, ham portions so that I can just thaw that out uh, for deli meat throughout the week. If for some reason it got so bad where I didn't want to go to the store. Do you guys feel like you're on Top Chef a little bit? Because I do. I like open my cabinets. I'm like, I have one can of peas. I have two slices of bread, a thing of cheese. And like, you know, I'm like, yeah, chop. I'm like, what's the secret ingredient today that we're going to use? Like, let me see what I can make here. It is kind of like cool like that. But I'm worried about, not really worried, but like my page is going to be, it's weird because I'm not running to the, like, I'm a person that like, I used to go to the grocery store almost every day or every other day because I like my vegetables fresh. Like, I don't like anything to sit in the fridge for too long, um, especially proteins or stuff like that. So like I would take my little one and we would go shopping almost every other day. So now I don't really have like fresh vegetables because we haven't been in so long. I don't have salad packs. I don't have much. So I'm like, shit, what am I going to show? What am I going to be cooking here? Like I did that tuna freaking burrito that I did a uh, Mm. video on. I'm like, this is so (laughs) weird, but I'm like, this is what (laughs) I'm making. This is what I have to make right now. And like, it just is what it is, you know? But, you know, like, and right now, you can, uh, I know the the grocery stores are scarce, but the item, kind of the, some of the stuff we've been talking about, like the back sealer and the hand grinder that we got, mm-hmm. Jeremy, um, those, those you can order those anytime, and those aren't crazy expensive. You can get a really good back sealer for $100, um, and then the, the hand grinder, what is that, $30, $40? Mm-hmm. Thirty bucks. Yeah. yeah, and have you have you used it yet, Jeremy? I have not because um, one thing that this has like really got me to do. I was like, tea every day. I'd be at the grocery store every other day. It's forced me to like plan meals out in advance. Mm-hmm. So like, I n- actually know what I'm gonna eat like two or three nights from now and stuff. Like, yeah. I have everything planned out. So I haven't got to burgers yet because that's something I can literally whip up any minute yeah. if I want to. It's pretty simple. So I'm kind of saving that in my back pocket for when I need a meal and haven't planned anything out. I've never <laughs> used a hand grinder, so I was anxious to hear if it like how good it was. I've mm-hmm. always had an one that would just like spit it out you know no problem but um yeah well my my muscles are a lot bigger than yours so it might be easier yes, for me than for you um and yeah. my height that i have over you and Leverage. stuff um so it'd be a little different so multiply it by like 30 50 or to 50 percent more effort for you probably <laughs> man i'm just not witty enough to get back at him right well, now i, I need more, more booze in order so, to do it so i know um so t like you know you said you were at the grocery store all the time is do you have a backup freezer or do you have like your freezer in your fridge? Like, would you buy meat fresh or did, do you have like a frozen stock of meat that you I am for? not a frozen food, meaning I will eat a hot pocket any day of the week, but I do not make sauce and freeze my sauce. Like I don't make meatballs and freeze my meatballs. Something is very unappetizing to me about that. I don't know why I've always been that way. I just don't like that. I don't know. Like, even if I have frozen, like right now I have chicken breast in the freezer. I have to take it out and dethaw and it's going to like yuck my yum a little bit. I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know why. I just, it just does. Like, now, do you, you vac seal that stuff or is it like in the package from the store? No, in the package and I just toss it in yeah. there and like whatever. But don't judge me, everybody. I'm closing my eyes while I say this because I don't want to see everyone's reaction. But I was a vegetarian for a couple of years, actually. <laughs> 
What? And that's all, folks. It was nice having you guys. We got that. We'll see you next time on the podcast. She makes eballs and stuff. Everyone's up following me. That's it. My account's done. How did? Hang on. I gotta just. I want to. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole on this or anything. But oh, I do rabbit hole. Let's. We dig. We dig in deep. I keep up meat for Lent. Like before I had kids, I gave up meat for Lent, and I wound up losing like a shit ton of weight because there's two types of vegetarians: the vegetarians that eat pizza and pasta all day and the vegetarians that eat like beans and salads oh. and all that. And I was the other one. That doesn't so I count. Lost shit weight. My, I was looking phenom and I'm like, after Lent, I'm like, I'm going to keep this up. And I did it for like three or four years and I oh, got pregnant that counts. This and I was like, I need cheeseburgers right now. Your body craved what you needed. Yeah, I needed the iron and I just compl- I like went off and like I could never imagine doing that again. But I was for a couple of years. So like I'm very picky, like chicken. I don't cook a lot of chicken. I like inspect. I, I don't eat wings. Like I can't just eat chicken, chicken wings. Like when I make them for my site, I do it for my husband. Like I get so gross that with like the veins in there and like all like that stuff. Like I inspect every piece of meat that I eat. I inspect it before I put it in my mouth because I get. I don't know. Very, like, you I, don't, I don't even know meat. you anymore. Before you put it in your mouth. <laughs> I really do. Like I'll put it, If I order like a salad with chicken, I'm like looking at each piece before I before I eat it because sometimes you have like that you'll see like a little vein in there oh god forget it I would like pass away (laughs) I can't say that because I don't have a creep you can say it she inspects her meat for veins before she sticks in her mouth I do yeah so your husband's (laughs) willing (laughs) (laughs) we're going down a real rabbit hole Um, no I mean I can understand that but listen you have to try you we've got to tailgate for a New York Giants game we got to bring Jeremy and Matt up there and have our chicken wings. Jason and I have been like, talking about doing a tailgate. I would love to do a, a. This is the only thing that I I'm like weird, not weirded out about. But my only concern is if we do an Instagram tailgate, I just don't want like it to be so advertised because I don't want like every creep in there like uncle coming. Like it has to be like normal. Tight-knit. Like people that like invite only, invite only, invite yes. only, and just like a hey here would. But I think a tailgate would be a great idea for all of us to meet up together. We're going to be grills at everyone, marinate their meat or bring their meat, bring their side dishes, and just set up like a huge area, and all of us just mingle and like get to know each other, talk, drink beer, and have a good time. I think nobody the- knows about it until we show the content after. And so then if you didn't get invited, you're a creep. That's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a flash That's cook. A I <laughs> I e Spencer. Kirksey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, that guy's a total creep. Yeah. Anyway. What a tool. So, one thing I wanted to talk about too was and um and the 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 and the prepping aspect of it is something that I one reason that I kind of wasn't so uh freaking out about this whole thing was the fact that I'm a, you know, I hunt and we always have for the past oh, I don't know, like 10 years have always had a good stockpile of meat in our freezer. And I've been noticing here, you know, we, I used to get a bad rap, you know, especially online from, you know, hate mail, that kind of stuff. And, you know, people are telling me, why can't you just buy the meat from the store? Yeah. Why would you kill an animal when you can just buy your meat at the store? Which is, a, that was probably T at one time too, sending you that. Hate no, was, she's never done that. I bet it yeah. was. Ooh. She was all Kermit the Frog keyboard warrior, warrior over here. No. But, um, but no, so I mean, like, but now I'm starting to see people, like, I think uh, Queen put a little thing out, Barbecue Queen put a thing out. She goes, uh, girls looking at their man, like, can he start a fire? Can he fight? I can saw he, that can too. He hunt? Can he hunt? <laughs> you know? I saw that too. Well, I have seen... a million deer in my backyard, but it's not like my husband's going to bring out, like, the freaking rifle and shoot something. It just, a lot of the guys around here don't really do that. Like, the next generation, generation up, 
fine. I, I think like, you need to husband, just take your Russian ass and like throw, put some dukes up. And I think you can go out there and strangle that thing and just drag it into your house. No one would ever know. And you got some meat. Well, listen, the I have. The sight of a turkey sends shivers down my spine. If you <laughs> think I'm going out there and wrestling one of those things and plucking its feathers and eating it, then you don't know me at all. Oh, and it's so good. But I will say this. Like, I've seen so many friends, even your mom, Joel, that are posting um, Hunt Gather Cook. He's an outdoorsman that is a, um, you know, he hunts, he gathers, and he cooks his, his meals and wild game. And everybody's mm-hmm. posting where he is showing how to butcher up a squirrel and cook it because people are starting to realize like, okay, yeah, w- nothing is out at this point. Like we never thought that we would see this in our lifetime where it would get down to this, where they're shutting down the NBA and they're shutting down Disneyland and Disney world and stuff like this. So people, they don't even, they're, it's, it's not out of the question that people might get to the point of eating squirrels, but um, you know what I didn't, uh, you know what I didn't take into account though? I was always super confident in my, um, having the stockpile of wild game. But one thing I didn't take into account was the fact that it is so lean that it yeah. is that, you know, there was a guy on a, on a reality TV show and he already had to survive and he killed a moose. You think this guy's got a set. He's, he's going to win, but he was eating all this lean meat and he was withering away. And I didn't take into account for the fact that how much we need carbs and fats in our diet in order to keep sustaining ourselves. Yeah, but at, at the same time, like, it's better than nothing, you know? It's true. Like, as long as you're eating something, it's like, as long as you're eating something, you're going to be okay. You know, same would go for Doritos. It's not great to eat, like, Doritos all day, every day, but if that's all you got and that's all you got, that's all you got. Right. What are you so going to, you know? So you mentioned that, Joel, and it rung a bell. I just looked it up. There's a, actually a thing called protein poisoning, and it's colloquially what? known as rabbit starvation. And if you eat only protein, only that one thing, no fats, no carbs for like, I think it takes like months to do this, but you'll actually kill yourself because your body has to have fat Wait, to survive. Wait, what about the caveman diet? Isn't that the same thing? No, they, they have lots and lots of fat in that diet. It's fat and protein. It's mostly wait, fat. Wait, wait, wait. What about, isn't there a diet where it's like the meat only carnivore. diet though? Isn't this like the carnivore, carnivore diet, yeah. Diet. But it's mostly oh, there fat. Is more- they they, oh, they okay. eat all like fatty meats, like ribeyes and stuff like that. Like they actually have more fat than they have protein in their diet. So, but if you were to only eat lean, like rabbit or like very, very lean stuff like that, like uh, I know like people way up north and stuff and like, um, you know, Alaska, the Inuit people and stuff, they had to add like um, blubber and stuff into their diets and stuff so they could, sur- could survive. Yeah, and mountain men back in the day, like trappers and stuff, um, when they that's all they were eating was uh, clean, lean protein. They would actually have to trap beavers and eat the beaver tail because uh, the beaver yeah. tail is nothing but. Well, just, Joel Stacy says you love to eat beaver. Uh, it's one of my favorite <laughs> midnight <laughs> snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna edit that out. I hope. No, that's probably gonna be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> we do have beaver in the freezer, though, to be honest. So here's here's Mike. Do you have a, do you have a, a point you need to make? I was going to, but you totally <laughs> ran over me, and I lost it. Okay, so I guess my one thing I want to uh, kind of you know round this thing up with, or kind of get to, is after like everything we've talked about. Do you, and do you all think that? you know, you will be better prepared outside of this. No. No? I'm Because I'm prepared all the time. I'm like one of those people, like not a doomsday prepper, 
But like Walking Dead and all that stuff, like I say, like my friends that are watching this, they've been saying, they've been texting me like you've been preparing for this like your whole life. I always like have conversations with my friends, like just for like, you know, just to like have a campfire conversation, like this exact scenario. Like if if there really was a zombie apocalypse, what would we do? Or if you were on a deserted island, like when you have to take five things, what would you do? Like we've like, I've like talked this out so many times that I feel like right now, like all of my training, like when this happened, I got all of the batteries that we had in the house and I put them one place. I got all the candles that I had in the house and I put it in another place. I had all of our medicine. I put it in one place, all the sanitizer and stuff, put in another place. I'm like, these are our supplies. This is what's in the entire house. My husband came home from work. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm like, we don't know. I'm like, I need, I, we need to know what we have. And like, these are what we have and we need to know what we need. And like, let's keep it because, um, you got, we don't know. I mean, look at three weeks ago, you guys were having a podcast that everything was lighthearted three weeks from now. Who the hell knows? Sure. You know, there's no looters or anything right now, but you never know. Well, speaking- we, we just don't know what's going to happen. Like nothing's out of the question at this point. With all these businesses cl- closing, do you all think there is a possibility? I mean, I, I'm not really going to say like right now here, but like T up in your area, do you all think that there is this possibility that there's going to be looting? And I wouldn't even say if it's like not even just with businesses closing, people losing their jobs, not being able to buy groceries for their families. Is it? And then with businesses being closed, do you think looting would be the next step? I don't. I I do, but I don't believe it will be people from my area. The area that I live in is very very well off. but people come here from less well-off areas of Jersey and literally yeah. like one of my girlfriends had her car. I mean, it, ha- it's, it doesn't like, this isn't just like a, oh, an isolated incident. Like this happens all the time. People come because we don't lock our doors in my community. People leave their cars unlocked. People leave purses in their cars. I mean, my door is locked for the record if anyone has my address. <laughs> just so you know, my door is locked. My cars are locked. So I don't even try it She's over here. She's loaded with ammunition. Of, my girlfriend woke up in the morning. Car was completely gone. It was in, uh, went to a, um, a different area of New Jersey that's not so well off, but people come here um, and get arrested sometimes. And they actually told the cops, like, we come in all the time, like, especially people have summer homes in the summer when we know people aren't there. We go in their house, we watch TV, we eat, you know, their food and stuff, and they, they have no freaking idea. So I don't wow. think it would be people that from my area, but I could see people coming in from other areas of New Jersey and knowing that this area is um, the, the place to do it in. So that kind of scares me. And now we're seeing where um, guns and bullets are a scarcity. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I love guns and and bullets and all those good things. So I, uh, I actually panic bought a weapon whenever this was kind of going down. And I actually panic bought a little bit. I went and bought some ammo for it and stuff too. It says panic bought, but it's just an excuse. Well, whatever the reason, I, I bought <laughs> yes. one. But I'm kind of I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Uh, in a sense of right now in Tennessee, you can't buy a weapon. They mm. are, they're not doing any background checks. If you're an FML dealer, I mean, like you, you go right now, you go to the website, can't get a background check. So right now, the sale of firearms is not even happening uh, for now until the foreseeable future. And the dealer, the guy that I deal with, he uh, he even told me, he goes, man. He goes, because I wanted a particular uh, gun, and he was like, listen, we could wait on that, but you might be looking at six months before you can get it. He goes, mm-hmm. so he actually had one on hand. It was a, a less expensive brand uh, whatnot. So I got it or whatnot. But, and also, you know, I ran downstairs, and I was like, you know, started loading all my magazines and everything like that. And, real, and I did realize in that, minute, in that instance, what if we did have a, a, a breach in our home? 
Um, I didn't Scary. have my, I didn't have my stuff ready. I didn't have my my guns weren't weren't, mm-hmm. weren't ready to rock and roll. So, in that aspect, I was preparing. I feel better about it now, and I'll feel better about that in the future. But moving on from that, I'll, I kind of want to ask you guys: Do you all think? Because let's let's round this jazz out. Um, do y'all think you know how you think how you think we're gonna come out of this thing? Think we're gonna be the same as as a country? Think we're gonna be better, worse? Where y'all at with that? I hope that we can still get liquor delivered. I don't know if you guys have taken advantage of that, we but haven't. I had I had two beers delivered for two? dinner tonight. Two, yeah, <laughs> it was great. I hope that that's something that gets held over. Is yeah, it- like right now you can get takeout at all these different uh, local restaurants and stuff, and they're allowing takeout um, alcoholic beverages, so you can go and get like. Salsa and chips and guacamole and to-go margaritas. Oh, I did panic alcohol by Alcohol is my number one. I'm like, I will not be in this house without alcohol. Like, I will. It will not happen. T, you spurred a uh, <laughs> a, a panic buy of booze uh, on our end. On our family. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. T, T and I were talking and she, you know, mentioned to me, like, I'm sending my husband out to go get, you know, all the essentials just in case they close the liquor stores. And I said, Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a good idea. I'm going to get, let Joel oh, no. go out that and do that. That would never happen. Yeah. So I he went out, in. we panicked. So I, I would like to know what you guys panic bought. We panic bought bourbon. I got five bottles of bourbon and a handle of vodka. Like alcohol wise. No. Alcohol what did you panic buy? Like, so we panic bought bourbon. We panic bought, um, ammunition, obviously. Um, what, what did you guys panic buy? So I, um, King, King Arthur there were flour. a number of recipes. <laughs> yeah. King Arthur flour. First off, I got like 40 pounds. Um, no, that's like normal for me though. I buy that every month. That's not panic um, buying. No, but, uh, there are a number of recipes I wanted to do. So, um, I, um, I took my first trip to the local Asian market and bought a bunch of stuff and I got like a ton of different ingredients and they were fully stocked on everything. I guess it's like my pro tip for the night. If you're looking for rice and stuff, just go to the Asian market. Like they have so much stuff, ramen, everything, fresh meat, vegetables. I found like garlic and scallions and all sort of stuff. there. It was fantastic. Well, people by me, like I, I'm in an area that's like very like Asian, like heavily populated area. And the, like the governor keeps coming on and being like, people are being like super racist towards Asians right now. So that's probably why your store is that Asian's market was full because people are like avoided. Like they're not doing Chinese takeout. They're not like getting anything that's because stupid. of where. That's so ignorant. I'm not saying it's cool or it's right, but that's what people are doing. They're super afraid of Asian people because of where it originated from. And that's, but, that's, but what that's, you're saying is that we can profit off off other people's racism. So hey, okay. us who aren't Jeremy racist, swooped go in there. there. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who's not racist, please go to the Asian market. <laughs> Swoop in there and get all the pasta you need, I'm all going, the rice. I'm going to the Mexican and the Asian market. I'm getting my topos, and then I'm going to get all my, the, my no, rice. The, the Mexican one will, will be sold out. You're out of luck there. Well, I guess that's probably true. Matt, what did you panic buy? <laughs> we didn't panic buy anything. Literally nothing. I mean, we keep like a ridiculous stock of bourbon at the house anyway, so I'm good there. I wish that I had bought some beer. Like I said, I had a couple delivered tonight. I wish that I had bought some just to have. That way we didn't have to go to the store for it. But we've had like regular weekly grocery. We don't go grocery shopping. We have groceries delivered, like shipped or whatever. Ever since, uh, Stacy. ever since you showed Julie that, that's pretty much the only way we go now. So they just, even like we haven't, had to fight the crowds at the grocery stores because this person will just shop for us and then leave it on the front porch. 
Our, like, we don't ours have to... is a week backup. You can't like order groceries and like in an app. Like it's really? a week. Our, ours is like you can order it for the next day. But usually I can oh. order it for like three hours ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. But now I'm having to order it like a day or two in advance. Well, I just I just panicked by like bought like stuff for my son that I know that he'll eat because like I said his um, diet is so limited. So like I have a lot of Doritos, got a lot of goldfish, got a lot of apple juice, stuff like that, because the rest of us can kind of like figure it out. But autism doesn't work that way. So if I run out of food that he doesn't eat, he will not eat happily. Like it's not just like, oh, well, they'll eat whatever they can eat. And like, you know, they're not going to starve here, but like literally (laughs) like go to the hospital before he eats like, you know, a hamburger. Like it's not going to happen. I think if I had kids, it would be different, but because it's just my wife and I at home, we can kind of scrounge and make meals out of whatever we can find in the back of the pantry. And like, we have a bunch of meat in the deep freeze out in the, like, I still have pasture bird chickens left over. I've got like a shipment from Haltman coming this week. So, so far it hasn't been tough to find the things that I think that we really need to make meals out of because neither of us are, you know, super, super picky. Yeah. Not having kids in this whole thing is a whole different ballgame yeah, because like, I would be napping. I would be <laughs> doing, you know, like puzzles. cleaning, deep cleaning things like, you know, just like fuck it, basically mentality. But having kids in this whole thing <laughs> is a whole different. It's just it makes it so much harder. Yeah, because really, we, really we can eat whatever's in the pantry. Like we could rice and bean it. We could eat, you know, a frozen bag of green beans or whatever. But like your kids different that's what i'm saying like it's not a i don't know it's i don't look down on on you guys at all like i think i applaud you i think you should be doing whatever it takes to provide for your families i just think that we're in a little bit different situation i'd be butt ass naked cleaning my guns that's what i'd be doing that's Joel's, that's <laughs> Joel's life. Well, this is what's cool about you know like haltman family meats and um you know pasture bird for chicken is um you know, I was talking to Mike from Haltemans and I said, you know, how, how are things going for you? And, you know, things are up for them and they're getting cleared out and stuff, but then they're regularly getting stocked back up and people tend to forget, like they're going to Walmart, but they're not hitting the Asian markets. They're not hitting our online butchers like Haltemann Family Meats or like I said, the, the ranch pasture bird. A lot of bird. people are shopping local too, not to take anything away from these companies that are yeah. phenomenal. You guys are great, but a lot of people are pushing like right here in New Jersey, the push to shop local is like nothing I've ever seen yeah, before. exactly here. And like... Like, um, and so for them, they're a small butcher shop out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. Um, but I, I was telling some of our friends, I said, gosh, take it for granted. I can just go on their website and order something. And like something that none of my friends can find chicken breasts or ground meat, but I can go right on there and order them. Mm-hmm. So with easy. the discount so, code from Reload, which with, with, with it is. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not pushing that for any reason. I'm just saying like from a mom who, you know, my kids like chicken and ground beef. Like it's, it's easy for me to just go on there and not have to fight the crowds been, and I've order been, it. I've been pushing it. Like I've, my, my brother and my aunt, um, that, that don't have any ground beef and they don't have, don't have any steaks or anything like that. I've told them, I said, man, here we, we, with our affiliation with Altman, we have a 20% discount code that we're giving out to people with code reload. And, you know, get out there and, and order you something. You can't go, you don't, don't want to go to the store. It's might be a little more expensive than that, going shopping, but, but it's a great no, alternative. I mean, really, if you look at like organic meats and stuff, it's right on par with it. Oh, 100%. it is. But to me, it's like, I almost don't even want to share it because I don't want those markets getting saturated and sold out. <laughs> it's but, like a secret that I we're mean, keeping. As much as I love them, That's it's the like, it's part of the hoarding mentality. It's that hoarding mentality where I'm like, well, I don't want everybody to like hit them up where I can't even get it. Yeah. So. Go ahead, T. 
Can I just ask you a random question that I had on my poll, but I thought it was really interesting, mm-hmm. just like to completely shift gears here. But nine months from now, what do you think is going to be more? More divorces or more babies being born? Babies. Ooh. Babies. Coronavirus. I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think divorces. I think because parents yeah. haven't, people haven't been with their spouses like this, especially throwing kids into the mix. If you're staying at home, if you're normally working mom, normally a working dad, then you're in the family all day, every day for weeks on weeks. They said in our paper, and this is just like, who knows, you know, but they said in our paper to prepare, this thing's going to be 18 months. Yeah. Could you imagine? And you can't, you can't, if you have a baby, you can't go into the delivery room. Like the men can't like, yeah. you have, if you're a woman, like you're not allowed to have a baby with your husband there now. But now I think Same thing in Massachusetts, my girlfriend's friend just had a baby and it was a C-section and the husband wasn't allowed in the room. That's terrifying. I'm so glad we're done having kids. I think there's going to be more divorces because exactly for what I you said. And, and I hate to say that. I really do. I don't know if Jeremy or Matt, you agree with me, but. Um, I'd say divorces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like people. <laughs> really? I, well, I think that I, I do think. People are going to be like, get the hell away. I don't want to see. I've seen you enough in a lifetime. This the, is it. I'm well, done. There's a, in, in America, if you look at, if you like take a look at all your friends and things like that, I mean, you see a lot of people that are together for the wrong reasons or aren't together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true you know what i mean like, this is forcing them closer like you hear people say well I, I couldn't i couldn't go on a vacation with my with my husband or I, there's no I way i go on a road I'd trip spend, i hear that a lot like no i way. wouldn't go on a vacation with my husband i wouldn't go on a car ride with him yeah no way i'd spend a week with my wife you know those kind of things and so it's like to be quarantined with that person i mean like come on like you know what i mean i want to be with you 24 7 i love you so much i can't stand it <laughs> <laughs> so well so julie and i just did that road trip it was almost a year ago, but we did the two weeks all the way out to California and back. Yeah, like we love it. The truck, just the two of us. So, so you'll probably be the more pregnancy or out than divorce or out than it looks like. <laughs> probably yeah. so. Let's well, go, well, man. Matt, Let's you go. said pregnancy. Do you have an announcement you wanted to make? Or No. No. Okay. You sure? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Let's do this podcast again in nine months and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk. That sounds good. So, yeah, because Matt and Julie are both at home working. So on the latter side of that, <laughs> all, um, you know, I know we were just talking about to be a bunch of divorces, but I have seen such an outpour of love and affection from the American people towards one another. My brother was, uh, he has a newborn baby. He was at this, he's been having a hard time trying to find formula. And he mm, went to, he, yeah, he went to a grocery store and he, uh, he found, um, found, they had a bunch. So he, he got like, I think he bought, he got like three or four of them. And, Which uh, as you know, only lasts what, a couple weeks? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, th- I think what he was saying with, with, with his, that two of them would be about, um, three weeks to a month's worth for him. Um, but so anyway, he's trying to get four of them and the lady was like, nah, two only, you can only get two. He was like, oh, all right, so I'll, I'll try to go find somewhere else. And this lady behind him, she goes, I want to buy those for you. Aww. You know, and he was like, no, 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 you don't have to. And she goes, no, I, I want to get these for you. And uh, she, goes, she, goes, she goes, you got to feed that baby. And um, he, he's really stubborn. So he didn't take it because he didn't have no way to pay her back at the time because all he had was a credit card. But but just, just that kind of stuff. I mean, like that's. Or, yeah. or even businesses like adapting new models just to, you know, to be able to provide for their customers and maintain those relationships. It's, it's really cool to see. I'm not trying to be negative in any way, but this is just the beginning. Let's see how this goes when the hospitals are overflowed, masks are gone, right. there's no, people don't have shit. This is very nice right now when everyone has more than they want or everyone's trying to help each other. Like I said, I'm not trying to be negative, but 
Jersey, you should see, I don't know, when you guys go out, I don't know how it is by you, but everyone is in masks, like makeshift masks if they are, like head to toe. It's not like that by you? Oh my God. I have to, I'm going to the grocery store and I like blur out like faces. I have to show you what people are wearing. If you don't have a mask, people have like, like, um, scarves around their head. I mean, you're not going out with it. I will. I will. It's crazy. The things that people, people, or if you don't have gloves, everyone has their hands in their pockets. They're opening doors like this. They're like, it's, it is, but this, it's been like this here. And I'm not even exaggerating for at least two weeks. Like I went to target and people, I was um, doing the self checkout and I'm not even exaggerating. Maybe like 10 people came in cause it's right by the entrance. You know, when you like check out that we're like guessing the people like, where's your sanitizer? And they're like, we're all out. Like we are, we have been out. Like they have been out of shit like that for a very, very long time. So, I mean, minus the cut, minus the stores we'll and, and the restaurants being, you know, like fast food shutting down and drive through only, you know, and, and food services changing their mottos, like minus some business changes. Really, it, it's kind of been life as you know it once you step outside. I mean, people are traveling and, you know, I went to, to Home Depot over the weekend because my dog, our new dog, decided to chew every cord and propane hose on all my grills on my back deck. So mm-hmm. if, if every I, single one of them, if I needed to like use any of them, it wasn't happening. Uh, so I went, well, and if, if shit stuff. does get bad, I bet he's going to be the first to be eaten. I know we got shanks. <laughs> we got, we got some back straps. Yeah, I know. But, but, but <laughs> that, pla- <laughs> that place hey, was, packed. I've already mentioned it. That place was packed and people were just in there commingling. I was freaking out. Cause like, I'm like guys, it's not like that here. So I hope I pray to God that it's not like that by where you guys are, but it's at the point it's panic in the hospitals right now. No, I wish like people would son, take it more serious. My son slipped his, um, he got nurse's elbow, which is basically like the, um, ligament in his elbow popped out and we had to go to Englewood hospital. And this was again, three weeks ago. This was the end of, um, end-ish of February around the 21st. And we were at a party, slipped his elbow. We had to go to the hospital and they had their first, I mean, it's loaded now, but they had their first, um, COVID-19 case. And you walked in, it was like, like, sanitizer right there like people were like in masks everywhere like no one's touching you no one wants to be by you everyone is very like cold just like don't even like breathe near me like, like come and do what you have to do and like go away like go away but that was i'm t- talking three weeks ago yeah. so the thing is that i'm worried about <clears throat> is all these covid19 patients are going to be in the hospital but what happens if your appendix bursts what yeah. happens if god forbid you need something else like what happens if you have a horrible like anything like you break your arm something happens and all these people that are are helping all these other people you're kind of, it's going to kind of be like oh well like that's not, like what the hell's going to happen like yeah. if you know it's it's really really a scary thing yeah it's a really scary thing well you know well just all, all we can do guys is, is do our part you know wash your hands do social distancing and you know just quarantine when you can and uh you know and Get your heart right and be, you know, and just try to try to. I, I, my my advice is, is as scary as it is in some places, you know. Listen, when you're at home with your family, be with your family. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Make that time. You know, sit around Save the dinner the table. Time. Have some normalcy. Talk to your kids. Laugh. Watch funny movies. Play games. You know, spend that time wisely. Don't sit. Don't sit in front of the TV and just sit there and look at all the negative. We got to bring some positivity into this uh you know thing that's happening with us without being naive there's yeah there's a lot of positives yes there can be a lot of negatives as well but you know be smart check your facts you know do your research but 
let's not subject ourselves 100% of the time to the doom and the gloom. You know what I'm saying? Let's make, let's, let's get some positive and stuff out of this. So guys, y'all got anything else you want to add? Feel pretty good. We all COVID it out. COVID it out. All right. T, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank always, you for having me again. Always love talking to it's you. It's like looking into a crystal ball. Like Tennessee over here, we're looking into New Jersey and it's like three weeks out. We're going to be there. Nah. It's a crystal ball. I believe in the, I believe the Lord's going to lay his mighty hand upon our state and heal all of our sickens. So, all right, guys. Good Lord, I hope you're right. <laughs> Me too. Guys, thank you so much for listening to that Reload Podcast. Don't forget to get on and subscribe. Subscribe, 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 so that you can always listen to us anywhere, anytime. And be sure to go check us out at ReloadRub.com to check out all of our amazing flavors and other cool things that are on there. We love y'all. We thank you for being on, T. Thank you again. Anytime. All right. We'll see you guys thank on the guys. next one. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. You guys want to do it the Russian way? Will you do it the Russian way with me? What's I that? am half Russian. I'm half Italian too, though. What does that mean? You say Nazdrovia. Nazdrovia? Yep. <laughs> I just have a beer. Can I just drink the beer? I, ha- I have a topo, so sure. that's what I'm sharing with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Yep. Nazdrovia. 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 Yeah, da, da, da. Hey, guys. Matt here. Uh, I know this is a little weird, so first of all, I just want to say thanks so much for making it all the way to the end of the show. Really appreciate you listening uh, this far in. As a special treat, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. Here in a couple of weeks, uh, not this coming week, but the next week, uh, we're actually going to be talking about our favorite stuff to watch on Netflix during this quarantine, kind of like social distancing thing that we're all dealing with right now. So a couple of shows that would be good to watch. I'm giving you a two weeks heads up, so you should have some time. Uh, be sure to watch the Tiger King uh, documentary series. I'm a couple of episodes in, and it's absolutely crazy. So we're going to be talking about that together. And the other thing is the show that my wife's been watching called Love is Blind. So I don't know if I can bring myself to watch it uh, any more than I already have. It's pretty ridiculous, but it should be a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to go ahead and watch that stuff. That way we're all on the same page, and we can kind of talk about it together. So uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks.